Yo, 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 this is Johnny Wa'o with the fifth ever Wa'o Records podcast. Our guest this time around is Chris Angotti, Chris A., Chris Cardigan. The man's got more aliases than uh, what's America's Most Wanted over here. What's going on? Say hello it's to It's true, yeah. Land. I do have a lot of aliases. It's nice to see you, John. Good, yes. to, be, good to be home, in yes. a sense. Yes, the Hotel Astoria exactly. was your, your residence for a short period of time. Uh, a little long, a little longer than a short period, a whole summer, but... So, let's start with uh, the Mr. T Experience and Bridge to Terabithia. Yellow Cardigan actually came, the idea first came to me when I first moved to New York, and um, I was honestly just, I came to New York, I didn't really know what the heck I was doing here, but I started going out and I started, you know, seeing concerts, I started going to see independent films, going to see a lot of art, and I just found myself really, really excited by all of it, and um, I just kind of wanted to start a project where I could kind of document what I was seeing sort of put across my excitement in some kind of a constructive way. So that's how the idea of doing a zine kind of came about. Have you ever done a zine in the past? Or I actually did. I actually did. Um, when I was in middle school, I did a zine called uh, Gabba Gabba Hey Suburbia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, big Ramones and Screeching Weasel fan, obviously. Um, a little bit later in high school, I did a couple, uh, a couple of other more personal type zines, you know, kind of I like this girl kind of stuff. Uh, I see. Yes. I see. Very typical. So what's going to be in this issue, this very first debut issue? Um, there's going to be a, there's going to be a few different things. Um, kind of what I strive to do was cover pretty much all the stuff I'm into. There's going to be some stuff about music, some stuff about film, some stuff about art, um, a little bit about literature, just a lot of different stuff. Our cover story is um, a pretty lengthy interview with Dr. Frank of the Mr. T Experience. 
um, done by Bill Moon and Pat Smith. Two super fans. Two big super fans. And they actually, they did a great, very in-depth interview with him. Um, one of the best, I've actually, one of the better interviews that I've read with him. So I'm excited to publish that. Okay. In that interview, he, uh, he mentions that Bridget Terabithia is something that he would probably include on a best of. That would be a big surprise to most fans, right? He does, yeah, he does say that. Um, yeah, I guess it's not something, I mean, it's an instrumental, so it's not something that a lot of people right. think of, but it's something he's proud of. We will go back to the Mr. T experience with God Bless Larry Livermore. No, I apologize. That's God Bless Lawrence Livermore. <laughs> Why can't we save the trees? Because a little love can make a lot of difference. Don't you know that plants are people too? Yeah, no, it's not too late. You already went into just the focus of the zine in general, but how'd you come up with the name? The name was kind of an interesting process. I was kind of looking for something. I was looking for something a little bit unique. And as I was kind of thinking about it, I ended up going to see a film called, um, it's called The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. It's a French film that was made. Oh, 19- of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That, you know, I see them. I see French films exclusively. Pretentious French films. <laughs> um, a French film from 1963. I mean... I like I think I think it's amazing. It's like filmed in Technicolor. All well, okay. You're gonna you're gonna laugh a little bit. At this all okay, the, I already all, am laughing. Yeah, yes, oh, I figured all the dialogue is sung. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> of course, this is what you want to relate exactly, yourself with an exactly. artistic point of no, view. But anyway, anyway, my the point is that um, I kind of saw it as kind of this great. Thing. I have a feeling Netflix cues are filling up as we speak. <laughs> Exactly. They're, they're, the film is not even going to be in stock at Netflix after people hear this podcast. Anyway, I just kind of saw the film as this great thing that not a lot of people know about, and that's kind of the sort of the same kind of coverage that I want to have. That makes sense. In the zine. And, oh, Yellow Cardigan, Catherine Deneuve is one of the main characters, and that's what she's wearing when, we're, we, when we first see her in the film. So it's just kind of a interesting, obscure reference that I like. Not a lot of people seem to, but that's okay. Okay. With your Fancy Pants zine title, we're going to go <laughs> to the bananas with the song title Fancy Pants. Wow.
So tell me who else is contributing and where you found them or why you recruited them. Um, you know, honestly, the, the contributor list isn't super long, this issue. I do have some, some pretty good people. As I said, Bill Moon and Pat Smith, right. um, good friends of both of ours. Oliver Lyons contributed a pretty lengthy piece about uh, Something Weird Video, which okay. is a cult, uh, cult film uh, mail order service, which is pretty cool. There's an interview with the Steinways, correct? There actually is an interview with the Steinways that um, Chad Durkins conducted. Chad Durkins of Slaughterhouse 4, Shy Guys, Carlo Palooza fame. Yeah, we, we went over this in podcast yeah, number three. Yeah, Everyone can yeah. just go well, we, download yeah, that. We, we want to we wanna restate the greatness of Chad as much as we can. I'm no, sure. we don't. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> anyway, he did a very lengthy interview with uh, the Steinways, and I think depending on when Danny Nothing puts out his next issue, it should be the first published interview that the Steinways have done, huh. so it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So let's go to the Steinways with a unreleased song currently called Milk Was a Bad Choice. You had mentioned that you had done some zines in the past, but for this zine, where are you taking your influences from? I mean, those were obviously years ago, so you've had more time to take right, things right. in. I mean, I feel like this zine is really kind of taking in a lot of what I've read over the years. Like, you know, I'm taking influence from a lot of different editors, like literature editors, a lot of different um, layout type designs. name drop a little bit. Okay, I'll name obscure drop a little bit. Obscure French editors <laughs> in I mean, there's always. I mean, there's always a few obscure French editors. I don't want to <laughs> blow the minds of the audience too much. But I would say, like, I mean, obviously Aaron Cometbus is a huge influence. Maybe not so much his writing style, but just, you know, how long he's done it. And his spirit. And his spirit, exactly. I mean, it's definitely kind of a DIY thing that it's definitely what I want to strive to strive to be doing as much as I can. Sounds good. And speaking of that DIY spirit, you're leading me perfectly into these segues. I swear to you, this is not scripted with Astrid Otto's song, DIY.
Now, this is the debut issue, which we have said, but where do you see the zine going? I mean, a lot of people tend to start and do one issue, maybe two issues, and then kind of just either die creatively or financially. Right, or, right. So, what's your timetable, and what do you think in general? Um, I mean, my goal is definitely to put out an issue quarterly. Mm-hmm. Um, this one took a little bit longer, as as I kind of implied at the beginning. I was kind of, that learning curve in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, there's definitely that learning curve. Also, the fact that I was, you know, kind of between homes for a while. I was, you know, living living in Hotel Astoria like a bum. But I mean, I feel like as long as I keep being inspired by things, the zine's going to keep coming out. As long as I as long as I keep getting good contributors and good writing, I think it'll. it'll Who keep would you going. love to see as a contributor on a regular basis? That's a, that's actually a great question. Um, that's why I asked it. Yeah, why well, you're a great interviewer. That's, I, I've learned this from the, the previous podcast. Coming this Excellent. Way. The podcast Pulitzer. It's part of the Internet Emmys. I'm sure. I don't. You know, that's a, that is a good question. All right, think about it. I will. Um, <laughs> we'll play some more music and then we'll come back. I could have answered. Uh, okay, then answer now. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. I guess what I'd like to see is maybe people you wouldn't necessarily think of as as contributors. Maybe like you know, I'd love to see maybe Doctor Frank do something like that. You know, pe- like you know, artists who I really like who aren't necessarily writers, but who might have interesting things to say. I gotcha. Gotcha. I want to play a Dirt Bike Annie song right now, and I'm going to do that, okay, and it's called I'll, Barely I'll Alive. <laughs> don't permit this. These guests, I don't understand them. You welcome them into your studio, and all of a sudden they think they run the place. Anyway, Dirt Bike Annie, Barely Alive. Barely Alive, one nearly up all night. I'm learning the time in line almost half the time. Holding me back on that principal time and a half. So proud of the way that we know how to handle you So light up outside and I won't put your face online Let's be lazy now for me, yeah And grab up your mothers now for me, yeah And chew in your sleeves, oh no Bang on your knees, oh no Now, I don't know if you're aware, but 1997 has already happened. 
So there's this thing called the internet. and Internet, eh? Yes, the internet, eh? And I'm curious is why you're going to do a print zine versus, let's say, a web zine or anything like that, especially with blogs becoming so popular. I mean, the cost factor of a print zine, and don't get me wrong, there is something to that print and taking it with you. Right, but right. What's the logic there? And then are you also going to try to correlate it to an internet zine or anything like that? Another great question, Johnny Wo. Another great question. What can I say? Um, and I mean, it's definitely something that I've considered. I, you know, it really comes down to the fact that I just think print has a lot more power than, than, than web publishing. I feel like... How so and why? Hard hitting. Hard hitting. <laughs> yes, you hear your opinion. Um, <laughs> hard hitting. <laughs> you know, who sits down and says, like, I really, like weblog impacted my life no one but you say you say that all the time about zines and books but maybe because people have taken the time to put into those zines and books that i think what's happening right now is the power is getting back to the people and that being anyone who has a microphone who has a text editor sure so it's a it's a matter of just quality coming out of it instead of quantity well are you saying that there's more or less quality in terms of technology i think what it does is it's giving everyone a voice so there's more to wade through right until you can find amazing quality which i mean you could probably say the same thing about print okay. scenes i mean like here, like here's what i would say i think there are a lot of talented writers who are doing weblogs mm-hmm. however i feel like the medium as a whole tends to bring down the quality of their work because they have to publish every day not necessarily well you know, to keep an audience, you, sure. have, you really have to publish regularly, and that's at least once a week, and usually more. So I'm saying if they're forced into writing that much, it's maybe a little difficult to keep up, you know, really high quality of work. And I feel like that becomes the problem with the medium. Maybe. That's that's a good point. I mean, it also depends on the writer, and I don't think you necessarily need to do it every day. I mean, you could do it once a week, or okay. et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, it, it all depends. So I'm with you. Somewhat on a a (laughs) beleaguered, confusing question. And I'm going to go back to back because I think the sentiment actually fits on both of these song titles and songs. That passing feeling by the thermals and I'm not even trying by This Is My Fist.
so how much is this going to cost? It's going to cost two bucks. That's it? Yeah. Full color cover? Full color cover. Very nice. Which I'm that getting a, a favor on, luckily. That's that's usually how these things work. Yeah. Um, I'm going to leave that awkward pause in just to confuse the audience. And yeah, you, so they're they're gonna think you don't know what you're doing, right? And it's it's really for full effect. Well, yeah, exactly. You are a California native, transplanted to New York. <laughs> I am. So it's true. How would you compare that whole Berkeley scene with the scene that's going on right now in New York? <clears throat> um, in terms musically, you mean? Yeah. Well, every aspect of it. Okay. It's it's a good question. I mean, I feel like right now in, in New York, we do, in terms of the pop punk scene, we have a really awesome organic thing that's happening. And I know that people have kind of compared that to what was happening at Gilman during the 80s, which is awesome. I mean, I'm not sure if it's happening to that extent, but it's it's a pretty cool thing. I don't know. In terms of Berkeley, I feel like it was de- it's definitely more fractured. You know, you've got the hardcore kids, you've got the crusty kids, okay. you've got the more poppy kids. And in New York, it's like that too. But I feel like the people who are kind of doing things for the right reasons are all kind of a little bit more united, at least at least now. Okay, that's fair. Better or worse? Take your pick. If you've got, you only have one shot at either. Honestly, I would say that New York, New York right now is is it's a pretty awesome place. He's doing to be. a good job of sucking up people. Very good. <laughs> Take notes. Everyone, buy the zine, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, records dot com. Uh, listen. <laughs> We're going to go with the Dolly Rots Penny for, to represent the West Coast and Egghead, a great former New York band with their song Books, which is one of my personal favorites, and it is a personal philosophy of mine.
talk about books. Let's take our clothes off and talk about books. Let's take our clothes off and talk about books. Let's take our clothes off and talk about books. Not too many people know that you also ran a label back in the day, SPG Records. I did. SPG Records, we put out, or I, that's the royal we. I put out approximately one release that's by uh, Ruth's Hat, great the band. I Don't Want to Fall in Love 7-inch. Yeah, I Don't Want to Fall in Love Did you know there was already an SPG Records in my research that I discovered? Is that a fact? Absolutely. Really? A much bigger label. What was their story? Ugh. Yes, SPG was responsible for Freestyle's greatest hits 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, and club hits, I think, oh, 2001. That, those are great records. So I'm glad you had your hand in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got to put out the great club hits for the, you know, for the kids. In a, By the way, uh, you were like a regular Bob Woodward over there with that, with that research. I'm pretty what, impressed. What could I say? Google and I are <laughs> thick friends. Uh, I was actually quite into techno growing up, I'll be honest. I was... Um, raised musically by my uncle at one point and this was like the late 80s early 90s so he, he used to listen to a lot of techno and i have a soft spot in my heart for tka i'm still in search of their greatest hits for under two dollars johnny i have no clue what you're talking about tka they did maria and then k from tka went on to form k7 whose big hit was come baby come off the album swing Bata swing Yes, no? yes, I'm, no? I'm familiar with the song. This is the this is the sound right now of thousands of people of their stopping mouths this dropping. Dropping. Yes, no, no, stopping this, this is riveting, podcast. riveting, right riveting here. material. So I'm gonna swing play that a swing. I did not, that's, that's I did not think I'd hear those words today. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't know what to expect on these podcasts, Apparently and that's not. what makes them Pulitzer worthy. <laughs> <laughs> the internet Emmys. is it Pulitzer, John? It might be Pulitzer. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe, I'm do, maybe do some maybe do some research on that. 
uh, Ruth's hat. I don't want to fall in love. And uh, Nikki and the Corvettes, gimme gimme, back to back once Sounds again. Sounds good. All I wanted, all I needed, you gave me none of the above. My will is gone now. I can't believe it, but I don't want to fall in love. So to wrap this up, um, yellow cardigan number one hitting shelves shortly. Yeah, hitting hitting newsstands, and by newsstands I mean it's going to be in a big box in my apartment. <laughs> good, good. That, that's that's where I usually go for my coffee in New York Times in the morning. <laughs> um, 
Any closing thoughts? If you would like a copy of the zine, I'd love it if you'd buy one. Uh, hit up www.yellowcardigan.com and uh, go ahead and order a copy. Otherwise, is there a MySpace related to that? There is not a MySpace related to that. And for you know, I, I don't know. You I'm should not, get on that. I'm not. A, I'm not a MySpace person. I'm well aware, honestly. Uh, just to wrap up with some other news, Carla Palooza was just the other day, and it was a smashing success. If it was I do pretty say awesome. so myself, pretty awesome. Uh, I think the proceeds ran close to two thousand dollars to the final figure, MS, somewhere around there. Yeah, nice. So it's pretty great. So thank you for everyone who came out and uh, bought raffle tickets and all the bands who played, even though I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, as always, w h o a o h at gmail or aol. Records.com for any questions, comments, concerns, buy some records. I, I have really some concerns. Use it. What are your concerns? I don't know. Well, then why did you say you have some concerns when you clearly <laughs> do not have concerns? I don't know. I'm speaking out for the people who might have concerns. But you said I have concerns, not people may have concerns. That means you specifically have concerns, which you clearly do not. And that's how we're going to... These two guests. Tired of them. This format's going the way of the (laughs) dodo. Singular wireless, singular wireless. Worse than Hitler, worse than Hitler. Singular wireless, singular wireless. Worse than Hitler, worse than Hitler. If you're stuck with singular wireless, there's no wireless you desire less. Singular wireless, singular wireless. Worse than Hitler. Singular wireless Squad of Satan Squad of Satan Dragging you under It's no wonder People on singular And I paint singular Cause I can't believe A cell phone company Could be that evil Singular wireless Squad of Satan Worse than Hitler Hey Wireless.